0: You're listening to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, episode 91. Today is the day I'm going to call it out. You don't like your boss. It frustrates you that you've got to work with them. You believe in some way that they're blocking your career. And honestly, you don't like going to work every day. In fact, you wish you worked for somebody else. Maybe it's somebody else in the company, or you just wish you worked somewhere else, and you're ready to move on so you never have to work with this horrible person again. Every time they open their mouth, you want to cringe. You loathe opening an email from them. You know they don't care about people. You find them to be cold-hearted and insensitive. And you wish they would leave, or better yet, you leave first. Now, look, I am not exempt from working with people that I haven't liked in my career. And to be honest, I'm sure they weren't big fans of me either. Let's just say it was kind of a mutual non-admiration society. But I do want to be clear about this. Any boss or person for that matter who is harassing, bullying, or discriminating any of their employees should not be tolerated and immediately reported. If that is the case, you have every reason to hate them for what they're doing, but that is not the topic of this episode. You see, not liking your boss is a normal part of your career journey. You will have an opportunity to work for many people, and it's only natural that you're going to like some of them and not others. But if you're feeling as if your boss doesn't like you, won't promote you, or is always shutting you down, stay tuned. Because in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a few tips and tricks that are going to help you navigate these tumultuous or contentious relationships with your boss so you can show up at your best and never let them beat you down again. This is the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, and I'm your host, John Narrell. I'm here with you each week to help you show up to find the job you love or love the job you have using my proven four-step formula. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS, so let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started today, I need your help with something. I am actively growing the public speaking portion of my business, and I'm wondering who you can connect me to. A great connection for me is somebody who works at a college or university and serves as a career center director, particularly for MBA programs. I'm looking to connect with any HR professionals who are looking to bring a speaker into their organization around leadership or career advancement, or if you know any conference planners who are looking for keynote speakers, those would be wonderful connections for me right now. The best way to help me connect would be on LinkedIn or to send me an email at john at com. But if you happen to know anyone that fits those descriptions, I would sincerely and most appreciate an introduction. So in advance, thank you for your help and support with this. As we get into today's topic, I want you to know that I have spent a lot of time reflecting and thinking about this episode over several weeks Look, I'm not exempt, as I mentioned earlier. There have been people who I have worked for, they haven't liked me, and honestly, I haven't liked them either. But there are reasons behind why those things happen. Maybe they didn't like the work I was doing. I didn't like the work they were doing. As human beings, we have natural and understandable differences. That's okay how we show up and handle those situations, that's what we're going to talk about today. In my coaching practice, I meet a lot of people who have expressed fair and understandable frustrations that they just don't like their boss. And as a coach, this is always a great opportunity for me to get curious because I know there's a story behind it. So I want to begin By sharing with you a story from my early mid career days. Now, one of the interesting things that happens to us at mid career is that it is probable and extremely likely at some point that probably when you're in your mid 30s, you are going to end up reporting to somebody who is younger than you. It's kind of one of those signs you know you're getting a little bit older somebody a little bit younger comes in, and you might be harboring some kind of resentment, envy, or jealousy that they have accelerated their career into a leadership position that you have either wanted to or haven't. But now because they're a little bit younger, you get a little chip on your shoulder and you're like, eh -eh, you're not gonna tell me what to do. It's one of those things where I can vividly recall Having to deal with, and I remember going in for a formal evaluation, and this person didn't give me a lot of great feedback. In fact, it was one of those things I talked about in a previous episode about preparing preparing for your performance appraisal, and they're like, you're doing a great job, keep doing what you're doing, but this one thing. And it was such a minor thing. It was an attention to detail where I could tell they were just being nitpicky to dig me on something. Now, granted they were right, but it was so minute that I, I, I remember sitting there going, this is the best you can do. So I went and had a conversation with that person's supervisor. And keep in mind that I tend to diffuse a lot of situations with sarcasm and humor. Um, I- I'm a lot better now that I'm older, but when I was younger, it definitely was not always my best move. And I went up to this boss and I remember phrasing it like this. I said, hey, Batman, you're going to need to tell Boy Wonder something. And I remember, like, I remember planning for this episode thinking, gosh, what a self-entitled, pompous ass I was. Like, really, that's how I started this kind of conversation. Now, this particular boss, who I had a great relationship with, the first thing he said to me was, John, I'm going to need you to breathe. Calm down. It's okay. He took time to acknowledge and validate. But this is what he told me. He said to me, when you are ready to learn from them, You will. But until then, you're going to do everything in your power to keep that relationship at bay. That's a mic drop moment. When your boss validates you in a way that says, hey, I hear you. But if this is your immediate supervisor, when you are ready to learn from them, you will damn. It was such a big waking moment for me. And that immediate supervisor I had had for a few years, we actually became professionally close because we both found a way to meet each other a little bit in the middle. And when that happened, I was able to learn from them. They were able to learn from me a little bit. And I had a different leadership role in this organization where they needed to interact and work with me. But I always remember approaching any conversation with them from this place of curiosity in terms of what do I get to learn right now in this moment? It's one of those things where we have to recognize and acknowledge that we can have a little chip on our shoulder. Now, as I mentioned earlier, yes, there are reasons why you don't like your boss. Maybe you find them to be incompetent, unqualified for the job. Maybe you find them to be harsh, disrespectful. They don't put people first. There's a reason why you don't like them, and it's hitting you right in your core. I want you to get really specific about what it is that they do that you don't like and what is it that they do that triggers you. I remember working with somebody one time and they had shared with me that their boss was very abrupt when it came to email communication. They would respond in things like, thanks, got it, done. That was it. And this was a person who had a very high value of communication. They wanted all of the pleasantries and the formalities that they thought should be in an email, especially in an email chain. It would be things like, and I'm just going to change names here so, so there's no connection, right? But it would be things like, thanks, Gladys. I really appreciate the time you took on completing this project with sincere appreciation, Bernice. That wasn't that person, right? They weren't in for all those kinds of pleasantries. They had dozens and dozens and dozens of emails they needed to get through. To them, it was check the box, done, moving on to their immediate report or their direct report, if you will. They were like, my supervisor doesn't care about anything that I do. We can build stories in our minds that may or may not be true. We can ruminate on events or perseverate on events that make the story far different than what it actually is. So my friends, if you're listening to this and you don't have the best relationship with your boss, here are a few things I want you to consider. First, acknowledge that relationship. It is okay to admit that you don't like your boss. You're going to decide what actions you want to take, right? Maybe it's having a conversation. Maybe it's not. If you decide that you just want to retreat and not do anything in regards to your boss, understand that's a choice. If that is your choice, understanding that you're choosing not to do anything to move the relationship forward is on You, you are an active participant in this relationship. So not doing anything is a choice. Expecting them to do everything, that is also a choice. And I'm going to say it's an unfair one at that. They may have 5, 10, 15 people who are directly reporting to them. They may have their own work responsibilities that are getting them overloaded. They may want to give you more time. They may not be able to. The other part is maybe they're just a jerk. <laughs> right? Like Maybe they just at the end of the day are a horrible person and you don't want to work with them. We have to call that out. That's okay too. But if you are going to have an intentional conversation with them, and I talk about this in my book, Show Up both uh, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career, and there's also a part of it in the Your Mid-Career GPS book. If you are going to have an intentional conversation, the goal of that conversation is to move the relationship forward because of what you discussed. It does not mean that both parties get up and hug it out or send heart emojis on your Zoom meeting because everything's all smoothed over. The goal of an intentional conversation is just to move that relationship forward. And showing up and having a conversation like that directly impacts both of your brands. It is about coming to the table and getting the feedback you need versus the feedback you want. Imagine sitting down with your boss, and I have had this happen. Where they said, you know what, John? You tend to react too quickly in certain situations. You don't get the whole story before you figure things out. That was told to me very early on in my career. And I'll tell you, it was not a happy day when I went home. But that being said, it is also some of the best feedback I ever got. It helped me slow down and pause and examine and look at situations. Getting feedback you need versus feedback you want, this is not, my friends, about being liked. You do not have to like your boss. They do not have to like you. You are not going out for drinks on a Friday afternoon for happy hour. You are not hanging out with them over the weekend. This is not about being liked. And if you are looking about, if you if you want to think this, this is about being liked, or if you are a boss and you are thinking that your team needs to like you, that is a completely different conversation. At the end of the day, I would far rather be respected than liked. And I know leaders fail when they spend too much energy trying to be liked. Employees fail when they spend too much energy trying to be liked. This is not a popularity contest. When you think about all of these things with your relationship with your boss, I want you to acknowledge it's dynamic. You have a dynamic relationship with your boss. If you believe that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, your boss is going to fit in one of those three categories. And just like my boss told me when I was dealing with a boss who was younger than me at the time, you are meant to learn something from them. Maybe it's how you never want to be as a leader. Maybe you learn how to stand up for yourself. Maybe you learn how to lead differently because you see the way things happen based on their leadership. If you have not had a chance to go back and listen to episode 90, my conversation with Deb Coviello, the drop-in CEO... So much of her work stems from the fact that when she wasn't supported and she wasn't trained and treated properly as an emerging leader with a company and she ended up being fired, she has made that her life's work, that that will never happen to anybody who she is directly working with, that they're always going to get the support that they need. Today, I'm my own boss and I love it, but there is also a part of it where I don't have that kind of structure or collegiality that I have had with people whom I've reported to in the past. I can tell you right now as I am sitting in front of this mic that I look back on all the bosses I have had the ones who I had for a few weeks and the ones who I've had for a few years. And I am grateful for all of them. I have learned so much from them. They have shaped me into being the leader and the person I am today because they came into my life for a reason or a season. Who are they for you? What have you learned from your bosses? So much of what I will do when I'm working with clients, when we talk about their working relationships, is talk about their relationships with their bosses. What have they learned from them? How have they frustrated them? How have you frustrated your boss? Those things are vital to building your mid-career GPS. That is what's going to take you places. So it is okay. For us to end this podcast and to say, you don't like your boss. That's okay. How you are going to show up and learn from that situation, that is the work that you have to do. There is something to learn from everybody whom you've had a chance. And I'm going to leave you with this. If you have had conversations with your boss, If you have had that intentional conversation, you have moved the relationship forward and you both walk away and your attitudes and beliefs are, I don't like you, you don't like me. Good, leave it at that. Leave it at that. Maybe you get to report to a different boss. Maybe you're actively job seeking and gonna be going to a new company, but learn from it. Learn from that conversation. Learn from those relationships Because I don't want you to carry your previous leadership baggage into a new job, working with a new boss, and then you have the same problems all over again. That is both for you and your boss, because your boss has to do a lot of learning in all of this too. So your challenge this week is just to think about what are you meant to learn from a boss you don't like? Feel free to email me at john at with any thoughts or insights you have on this. If you're ready for some coaching, I'm here to help you. We can get a lot of things done to help you build your mid-career GPS. And I just simply wanna offer you, there is a better way to navigate your career and I can help you with that. So until next time, my friends, remember, we build our mid-career GPSs one mile or one step at a time and how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed today's episode and don't wanna miss another one, follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen and kindly remember to rate and review. Visit johnnarrell.com to download your free job search tracker and other free mid-career GPS resources right there on my homepage so you can start building your mid-career GPS. Come join my private Facebook group at Your Mid-Career GPS and join an amazing community of people like you who are all working to figure out whatever is next for themselves and their careers. And don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Narrow Coaching. I'll see you next time.